No, I did uh, I did try to play the Ouya, but it started moving my controller by itself, so I was a little creeped out. It was, <laughs> it was a little too spoopy for me. Welcome to Downloadable Coffee Dallas, the podcast where we recap the game events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as look back at the topics that took over the VGOCC last week. I'm your host, Michael Sewell, and joining me today is Daniel Shea. And this is our Spooky Cast! There we go. That's a, that's a cackle. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Yeah. That's enough of the Halloween noises. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Chipper at this uh, yeah, eight o'clock r- running cast. Running on not quite enough sleep, but uh, you know, uh, after after this, I'll probably go slam coffee or an energy drink, make the old drive home. But uh, things are good. Turned thirty two last week, and uh, oh geez, congratulations, thirty two. Two to the fifth, which so it's been a good week. Got to see some old friends and and happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, how are you? My understanding is you you had some festivities this weekend. Yeah, yeah. We had a big Halloween party. bunch of a uh, bunch of friends from local dev areas. A uh, bunch of Gearbox friends and Bethesda South friends and id friends and all that. It was big old good time event Sweet. costume party. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, I was a uh, Frodo, and my fiance was Galadriel, oh, both from Lord of the Rings. So. That's exciting. Pretty cool. I even bought little Hobbit feet. They're not little Hobbit feet. They're they're like big slippers that look like Hobbit feet, and they're hairy and gross. Sweet. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so I guess let's uh, let's jump into it. Um, as for the events. This past week and coming up, there hasn't been much this past week. Yeah, I think I everybody's doing their Halloween thing. Yeah, I don't think anything game-related happened last week that I could think of. I mean, I played some video games, which is... I mean, maybe the release of Red Dead itself is an event. Yeah, that's true. The And the internet breaking that is that has ensued because of it. Mm-hmm. So many memes online already. <clears throat> but coming up, we have the uh, the Dallas Society of Play Show and Play is uh, on November 12th. And then we have the Drink Up on the second Thursday of every month, which I think, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, I think is the 8th. I could be wrong there. Sounds about right, though. That sounds right. <clears throat> yeah. That's just off the top of my head. I'm probably wrong on the date there, but, you know. Um, and, yeah. <clears throat> so the uh, the... VGOCC events this week, you know, the coffee meetups at 8 a.m. every every uh, Thursday and Friday. We had a good time, everybody, you know, shooting the stuff, <laughs> uh, for lack of being able to curse. <laughs> shooting the duck quacks. Yeah, shooting the duck quacks. There or, we go. Or witches cackling, if you if you want to use that instead of, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of a quack. <clears throat> uh, but there were a couple of... Uh, of internet stories that, that we were talking about. First of which is pretty humorous. Um, Elon Musk was arguing with Epic and Fortnite on Twitter. Uh, last I heard, week. I heard about this, but I, 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 I don't actually know what happened. I just heard somebody <clears throat> talking about, about the goings on back and forth 
but what's the deal there? So somebody took a news article, like a you know an internet news post that's on Twitter or whatever, and photoshopped it to say you know Elon Musk buys Fortnite, then deletes it. Sweet. <laughs> and then he retweeted that. He's like, it had to happen, or it had to be done. Okay. Somebody had to save these kids. Just playing along. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I appreciate anyone that's willing to play along with ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Fortnite Twitter marketing account fired back. Uh, actually, I don't recall what they said, so I'm going to pull it up. Sometimes these internet, any of these Twitter fights are, are really ridiculous, but man, they can be hysterical. Yeah. <clears throat> so many memes can come out of that, too. <clears throat> and then you got so many people that like miss the satire of it and think something legitimately is <laughs> is going on and get super offended from something that was like clearly like a joke, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like they were triggered. It's, it's always uh. it's always fun to watch trolls. <clears throat> oh yeah, and then Fortnite fired back. They're saying uh joking about Musk saying that they want to build a base on Mars in ten years, and they're like a whole decade, Musk. Just build. <clears throat> Referencing, you know, one of their essentially a get good kind of meme. Okay. Which is pretty funny. Uh, that's really where it ends. It's not that interesting a story, but it's pretty funny. Uh, moving on. The PlayStation downloads were revealed as a huge chunk of internet usage this year. Uh, something like 3% almost. That is awesome. And that's what a beautiful time to be alive. <laughs> That's a response, I yeah. suppose. Like, I mean, just that video games are that mainstream now. That like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, especially with Fortnite. I mean, yeah, how can you compete with that? Yeah, you could release Red Dead. I suppose that would compete with that. Yeah, God, I was I was at a birthday party a couple weeks ago, and uh, this little boy was there, and he got in trouble, and his his dad was getting onto him, and you know the the deal was like, hey, if you don't stop and shape up right now. I'm suspending your Fortnite privileges for the next three weeks. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> no Fortnite for you, kid. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, Loot Crate has announced an indie game subscription where you can pay a certain amount each month and get a bundle of games, uh, specifically indie games. <clears throat> Excuse me. Specifically indie games, from what I've read, uh, so that people can... Uh, Pay money and get games. Interesting. Did they <laughs> did they announce like their their subscription fee? Is it? <clears throat> I think like they a, did. Uh, let me pull that up. Is this a reasonable thing that people should be super pumped about? Probably. Yeah, uh, about ten dollars per month, and do do do. Looks like it's it's primarily meant to be a good avenue for indie games, okay. um, indie developers to kind of get their games out there uh, on an easier format. Which Humble Bundle's always been very doing right yeah yeah and then uh, i remember a few years back we had the ouya that's um, right or loot crate sorry not humble bundle completely separate did you end up playing an ouya at all i i followed it for a little while and wanted to get one at one point but then you know finances went elsewhere you know i did uh i did try to play the ouya but it started moving my controller by itself and so i was a little creeped out it was was a little too spoopy (laughs) for me harken back to (laughs) the metal gear solid the, f- the first? That was a Ouija joke. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, I did actually get to try the Ouija. Um, played Towerfall on that, when that first released. That's all I got to try. Uh, when uh, Anthony Birch was working with, at Gearbox, 
he was like, hey, guys, I got this game in the OUYA. Come check it out. So, you know, once in a while, maybe once a week, we went and played some Towerfall on it. Sweet. It's pretty cool little device. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that uh, Loot Crate is doing this, and they're calling it Loot Play. For a moment, my, my, my brain farted, and I thought it was Humble Bundle. Uh, which already is doing a lot with indie games, but now Loot Crate is actually getting into game delivery rather than just okay. uh, you know little knickknacks and things that normally come with Loot Crate. Okay. Uh, but they do have quite a large following. Uh, Loot Crate does, so it, it kind of makes sense for them to to want to get into the actual software area. Sweet, super cool. Yeah, I wonder if there's that subscription also comes with a Loot Crate. So the Vatican is releasing their own version of sort of Pokemon Go called Follow JC Go. Follow, oh, that's right, yeah. I guess Follow Jesus Christ Go, where I guess you collect, it sounds like you collect, like, disciples, or, like, I guess you collect, like, Jesus and apostle-type figures, whatever, and build, like, the the perfect evangelical team mm-hmm. and then travel the world with I, <laughs> this sounds wonderful. Somebody on the Discord made a great joke. They were like, oh, if it's if it's Jesus Christ Go, then it's Jesus Christ Global Offensive. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> Which does make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of Pokemon Global Offensive. Very uh, very similar there. Gosh. I... No, but it's a real thing. And, yeah. and the Vatican itself hired some software developers to make a mobile... Yeah, it sounded like, I guess the budget was like $500,000 budget or something like that. And Where did that money come from? Just, you know, out of people's donations to the church? <laughs> yeah, that, when you tithe, that's where it goes. <clears throat> I remember playing, um, when I was a kid, some friends from my church over at their house, they had like a, on their, I think, was it Sega Genesis or NES? I can't remember. But they had like a, a, a Bible game that was like three stories from the Bible made into a video game. One, mm-hmm. of them was, one of them was like carrying baby Moses from the start of the level to the end of the level. And one of them was like collecting all the animals for Noah's Ark. I don't know. It's, it's always interesting to see like, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> without stepping on toes, uh, <clears throat> that sort of art in, yeah, in quotes. Yeah. Oh man, uh, many years ago, I got, it was one year, it was the same year both times, but I got two birthday gifts uh, from my from my aunts and uncles, from separate people. One of them sent me a Bible version of Mario Party. Sweet. And, it, you know, you play as, as Moses or Jesus or one of those, and it was, oh, it was horrid. It was a terrible game. Uh, and then the other just sent me a videotape that had my name on it. It was like Michael Sewell, something, something. So I put it in, and it's a preacher living in, like, Utah, whose name is Michael Sewell. It's like, this is novel and <laughs> terrifying. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I think there there is definitely uh, something valid to trying to get kids involved with things via new avenues, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like educational games. Like, those are actually a really excellent way to get kids to learn. Yeah. Right? Especially if you can get them engaged with it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's hard to say too much without, like, I guess being offensive one way or the other. Because, you know, I have most of my life been a 
a church attending fellow, but but I'm not one to just like, you know, well, it's got the religious label on it, so right, it's right. immediately A plus, right? Like <clears throat> I think it should still be held to a particular standard. I agree. Now, if we were to get like Rockstar to make a Jesus game, <laughs> something tells me that would be very different oh. from our usual Jesus games. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> but please, let's keep it to 40-hour work weeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you guys pulling crunch on a, on, on Jesus Christ Global <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so one, one of the cool things that came out of the recent Star Citizen uh, or CitizenCon updates, uh, they showed off this new tech where they take a webcam. I think it's got to be a, 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 of a certain quality. And they will map your face to your character's face in-game. And this isn't like it'll scan your face and then apply a texture and it'll look really goofy and you can play around with that. It'll still look goofy, but what it does is it maps different points on your face as though it's mocap, motion okay. capture. So your character, uh, when you speak on your webcam, your character's mouth and the bones that are used to drive all the, the vertex weights and all that on the mesh, they'll actually move with it. So when you blank, your character blanks. When your mouth moves, your character character's mouth moves within reason, right? Okay, yeah. Like, it's not, like, mapped one-to-one. That would be a little maybe goofier. Um, but it's, like, within the bounds of the, the deformation this mesh has already had built into it. So let me see if I can actually pull up a, a video example to show you. One, uh, one of the streamers who often streams Star Citizen-related content, uh, he set it up because they put it in the newest build. So you can try it yourself, uh, assuming that you have you know a, a webcam good enough. But the results are, are both really cool and hilarious. Like, bad hilarious. But in a good, bad hilarious way. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the... Uh, 2K basketball, I think it's N- NBA 2K, 2K mm-hmm. NBA, something like that. Anyway, uh, NBA 2K18, one of those. Uh, they had a face scan tech in there to help you make a character. But if you like mess it up right, your char- whole character's head could be like just a nose, like just a nose for a head. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> a lot of goofy related yeah. things like that. People uh, get like sideways head. One of the last places I worked, um, our media guy had some some animation um, soft 2d animation software that that would kind of do stuff like that where it would like map your mouth to like you would have like a cartoon avatar that that would move based on your movements um, and move its mouth based on the words you were saying and stuff and it was (laughs) would could be really cool and then also like you said produce some really really goofy results that were pretty fun to play with but if you've got a video of this I do. Uh, we'll put a link in the description so people can check it out. Or we'll just describe it to you in perfect detail. Now, this isn't the, the video that I was uh, referring to. He's got a yellow shirt. Yeah, give us the play-by-play, Daniel. Y- yellow shirt, v-neck, long sleeve. This uh, guy is not expressive at all. No, he's not. He's got a sweet receding hairline. His mouth is mostly agape. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's making some J.K. Simmons faces. Now imagine a fully immersive MMO where you uh, you don't have subtitles and you're just talking with your friend face-to-face and you're yeah. actually talking with each other. That's pretty cool. Let's put that in Second Life. Yeah. It's Oh, God. I don't think we need more <laughs> no. anything Second Life. They're going to webcam other things. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, all right. Yeah, so the... 
uh, Fallout 76 uh, beta was this past weekend, or one of them. <clears throat> there were a lot of people putting out their impressions, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting videos out there. One thing that is very interesting is there are, and they're, they're touting this as, as really cool, uh, there are no NPCs in the game. So if you want to go sell your stuff or buy some stuff, you're going to be doing that with or from other players. Which is pretty neat. Um, you can team up with your friends and you can shoot down people. But if you uh, if you decide, it, it's like a, a PVE and PVP at the same time. Like okay. you could at any time decide to just kill whoever in the game. Okay. Uh, but if you do that and they don't retaliate, then you're marked as a murderer and everybody can see you on the map. So are right. there no quests or anything? or? I'm not entirely certain. I haven't played it myself. Uh, I think there are still quests, and you get okay. experience from fighting, you know, in-world en- enemies and from fighting other people and stuff okay. like that. Um, they have that whole like nuclear code system, where just through playing, you can find bits and pieces of a nuclear code, okay. and if you get the whole thing, you could nuke somebody else's settlement. Sweet, which is pretty cool. Uh, maybe, maybe it's not so cool. It was them or us. Kind of not cool. Um, but that doesn't mean you lose everything. Anything that you've built up in your camp, you can just build back up elsewhere pretty quick. Okay. But it's kind of a cool feature, right? Kind of a cool feature. Sounds neat, yeah. I'm really curious to see how they're going to pull off questing with no NPCs. Me too. Um, I'm worried that months down the line, if the servers are less full, then it's going to be harder for somebody who's new to just jump in and play, yeah. right? Because there's nobody online to sell things to yeah. or buy things from or any of that. Sort of No Man's Sky with, I guess, post... Well, No Man's Sky had NPCs. Oh, I just meant, like, the... Oh. Like, hard to find anyone. Gotcha, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, last on here, um, Layoffs at Six Foot, the developer of Dreadnought. I don't know if you've seen that at uh, any game conventions. I have um, not. It's been at every PAX South I've been to for the past couple of years. I know they were actively working on it, but... Um, from what I've read, they laid off about a third of their workforce, which is rough. So, yeah. Uh, good luck to everybody who's who's out there looking for work. That yeah. really sucks. Sorry to hear uh, that. Dreadnought's pretty cool, actually. If you get to, get a chance to check it out, it's kind of like a it's like a five v five team deathmatch, but with floating ships, like okay. giant warships in the air. And you can have some like stealth ships and like giant huge dreadnought war class ships and all that stuff it's pretty cool it's awesome. kind of like a class based dog fighting okay thing. how long do the matches typically last uh the ones that I've played were about 5-10 minutes okay not too bad yeah that's cool it's not like a huge <clears throat> commitment yeah. like risk <laughs> <laughs> you risk the 10 year game yeah you guys got two weeks free have you seen the um the version of Risk, I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's like 12 different matches of Risk. And as you play, you destroy some parts of the game, and at different levels, you like open new avenues. Like uh, Towards the end, you might open the ability f- to use a nuke. Oh, stuff like cool. that. And no, then, I haven't seen anything like that. I have to look it up and send it to you. The only it's really interesting. So I never played Risk until I was like... 25 or 26 uh, and the only version to date that I've ever played actually is the Metal Gear Solid 4 Risk which was pretty cool but yeah, I didn't so, know there was one yeah so I don't even know like I've never played just plain Jane original original Risk I only played it once myself it was, uh, it was a pretty long evening 
yeah, I had a ton of friends that were into it and just listening to them talk about the commitment involved. Yeah. Like, eh. <laughs> I've got like 12 video games on my to-do list. <laughs> I think Risk would be a great one for, uh, you know, those VR board game simulators? Yeah. We jump online in VR with friends and then you can like download a board game in, in VR. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that's a great idea, especially if you've got your, your normal board game group or whatever and they're scattered to the wind because of yeah. Know, not in college anymore and they're all going off wherever. Because then that. you can like save the state, the board is all the pieces are still out and it's not taking up physical space in your anyone's anyone's house. That's that'd be a good that'd be a good situation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh and yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all we got here today for the news. We'll jump into the expansion topics after our shout outs. Uh speaking of which shout. Shout out uh, <laughs> I'll work on my cackle. <clears throat> I say that I probably won't. This yeah, will come around yeah. next year, and I still will have not have practiced at all. I'm so underprepared when it comes to cackling. I'm sorry, Michael. You should listen to some cackle more. It might help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, anyway, I'll, I'll spend the entire hour drive home listening to like Monster Mash. On perfect. Yeah. yeah. You do the mash. You do the monster. <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you, as always, to our editor-in-chief, Trey. Thank you, Trey. And Anwar for hosting all of our uh, podcasts and getting making sure that they're online and ready to go. Uh, as well as Nerdvana Coffee for both providing us with energy fuel and uh, letting us use their podcast booth. Yeah. Especially in these spookiest of days. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's quite busy here most days. So it's very nice of them to also take the time to let us up here. Um, let's see. And, of course, if anybody wants to join us in our goofy discussions, uh, you can join us in the Video Game Open Coffee Club, uh, 8 a.m., Thursdays and Fridays. Thursdays at the Whole Foods on Renner Road, and Fridays here at Nerdvana. Right here, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's kind of spooky. We could just make like seventies. All right. So our expansion topics are, are a little light, just you know, goofing around, talking about Halloween stuff and uh, and great game soundtracks. Great game soundtracks. Like from I don't know the whole time you've been playing games, man. What are some of your favorites? Oh man. Um, just about all the Final Fantasy games. I know mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. may be cliche to say at this point, but like they are amazing. Even like, of course, I'm a diehard sucker for Nobuo Uematsu, but uh, even the ones that have done the scores after him, um, I'm struggling to remember the name of the guy that did the score for 13. And then uh, I think 15 was, I want to say it was done by Yoko Shimomura. I think she did Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars soundtrack which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all the classic rare games from the 90s, like Donkey Kong Country, 1, 2, 3, 64, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Conker's Bad Fur Day. Just classic. And yeah, I, I totally agree. Those old Final Fantasy games, man. I, like, I still got some of those stuck in my head right now just oh, thinking man. about it. So good. I think it. it's hard for me to pick... Uh, between like six and seven is my favorite. I go back and forth mm-hmm. on those. Six is probably 
don't know. It's it's hard to pick. Um, yeah, so many good soundtracks. What what are some of your favorite soundtracks? Yeah, uh, but, uh, well, if we're going, if we're talking classics, uh, oh man, uh, all the Final Fantasy series, of course. But the ones that ring in my head most, I think, were four, yeah. six, and uh, ten. Actually, yeah, uh, thirteen too. Thirteen soundtrack was actually pretty good. Like it really matched the game very well, and I can still like picture it in my head. Um, yeah, and see, I never finished the game. Um, you know, I fell into that school of thought that was like, this is too corridory for a Final Fantasy game. And so I played like maybe two hours and put it down. But I went to the one of the Final Fantasy con- orchestra concerts that mm-hmm. they did. The, some, yeah, I forget what it's called. Something Dreams. Yeah, Symphonic Dreams, or I, I forget what it's called. But anyway, um, and they had the composer for 13 there. Uh, so apparently, uh, he sort of got his start at Square singing tenor for huh. One Winged Angel in the Final Fantasy VII huh. That's uh, really cool. soundtrack. Yeah, so so they had him come out of the audience for the encore, go up into the choral terrace, and and join in for One Winged Angel, which was really cool. But they played a lot of the 13 music at that concert, mm-hmm. and, and I was surprised. I was like, man, I probably do need to go back and finish that game. People give it a lot of flack, but I'm definitely one of those people who actually did end up really enjoying yeah. 13. Like, it it takes a lot of time to get into it, but if you just kind of let yourself, like, ignore all the, the whatever, just have fun yeah. with it, um, it ends up having a really interesting complex battle system. Um, okay. The problem was just the pacing of it. Like, they yeah. just, they don't just throw you in, which is good, I suppose, but they also just very, very slowly feed you into all the mechanics of it. But once it like hits it hits its pinnacle, like it, it's kind of like what the Final Fantasy Ten Two battle system could have been. Okay. Where instead of focusing on the individual spells and stuff, you're focusing on on party composition and rapidly switching out party composition, which is really cool. Uh, Interesting. It ended up being a really really uh, neat game, especially if you went for all the extra content where you fight all the the side bosses and stuff that were okay. otherwise kind of hidden. Uh, if you're into just the, the battle mechanics. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I, I love, like, going back to 7, the Materia uh, system was one of the coolest. It was really cool, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Materia system, um, another of my favorites was uh, the Castlevania series. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that the, music, the music was so powerful. Yeah, the music, Symphony of the Night. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just classic. Yeah. I, uh, of course... Uh, I'm a little embarrassed to admit I didn't play Symphony of the Night until just this last year. Joel, uh, that goes to the Thursday and Friday meetings, was like, dude, you have to play that game. If you like Castlevania, which I do. Like, growing up, I played Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, like all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> the worst one? <laughs> That's probably the first game I ever beat. Um, and I've played it. Nice. The music in it, though, is so good. Yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night, and then all of the the Metroidvanias that came after that. Yeah, uh, all the DS ones were really good. Um, Aria Sorrow and the GBA has some of the best gameplay loops. You would collect souls because your character was like the descendant of Dracula. Okay, and he's like fighting his his bloodline, trying to prevent himself from becoming Dracula and stopping it from all ever happening. It's actually set in like present day. Okay, it's very interesting, uh, but. 
what was cool about it is you would suck the souls out of enemies and then you could use their abilities. So like, you know, the basic skeleton would throw a bone at you. Well, if you killed enough of them, you might get a soul. It was like a, a drop chance. Okay. And then you could throw a bone. <laughs> so it, was it like a permanent or like a consumable? Kind it was of permanent. Oh, okay. But you could stack them. Uh, or the DS one made it so that you could stack them and make them more powerful. So if okay. you got nine skeleton souls, then you could throw a giant bone cool. that covers sort like half the screen. Castlevania meets Kirby. Yeah, it was actually kind of like that. But it worked so well. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll have to give that a shot. You said that was uh, Aria of... Uh, Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow. Okay. And they also had really good music. And then uh, Portrait of Ruin, Order of Ecclesia. Uh, Man, all those side-scrolling Metroidvanias are some of my favorites. And of course, the the classic original Castlevania. Have you ever beaten that? Uh, The first one, I have not beaten it, no. um, I've played quite a bit of the first one and then they remade it as Castlevania 4 right I think on Super Nintendo uh, I'm not they've remade it a few times and yeah. did different things and I've played a little of at least the Super Nintendo remake too but still haven't beaten it but yeah at some point I do need to go back and finish that one when I was uh, attending UTD uh, for uh, ATEC <clears throat> one of my professors made a bet with me that uh, I would get a free A if I could beat Classic Castlevania in front of her. Sweet. I did not. No. <laughs> I did beat it eventually, yeah. but no, not in front of her. There are a few like classic ones like that I still need to go back and beat. I still never beat uh, Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. Yeah, I never finished that one either. I got a good halfway through it. Uh, there was a, a, cla- a collector's disc that came with uh, Wind Waker. Oh, if yeah. you pre-ordered Wind Waker. Yeah. Man, I, I loved that. Um, that's when I first played the original and 2... And uh, didn't that also have like it had Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask? Yeah, Master yeah. Quest was on it. Yeah, I think um, I've got that. So uh, my grandma is actually like a big video game nut. So growing up, my grandma would always play like she, like she she kind of taught me how to be a friend, right? She she like met us where we were basically. She didn't expect us to be interested in the stuff that she was interested in, like she kind of taught us to meet in the middle. She went out and bought like all the Nintendo systems, played Donkey Kong and Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger with us. That's awesome. And yeah, so she's she's got all the Zelda stuff and she just recently gave me a lot of her old, she, she kept all the boxes and everything. She collected all the like player's guides and manuals and stuff. And she's oh, got man. like a backlog of like 50 uh, Nintendo Power magazines that she passed off to me. So, so I, I ended up no power. Yeah, I do too, man. But but I ended up with that disc you're talking about. I need to play through some of those because I still haven't played Master Quest. But oh yeah, but. Uh, they actually have it on the 3DS remake. Okay. I think uh, I think you can play Master Quest on that. Um, Sweet. But it, yeah, it's totally worth it. That's awesome. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Majora's Mask was on it too, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, which is a really cool game. That's another one that like when it first came out. Uh, it was so it was such a deviation from like the typical Zelda game that at first it was like a little off-putting, and I I remember getting really pissed off at uh, there's like a water temple mm-hmm. in it where mm-hmm. you've got to reroute some pipes and stuff, and I got like right to like where I could see the boss door or whatever as it was like turning whatever it is three o'clock in the morning on the last oh, no. day where you have to revert back to the beginning of the three day cycle. It's like, dang it, I am not. Yeah, doing the whole this time game. mechanic. It, I had the same thing where 
it, it added a new level of pressure to everything yeah. that I was not ready for and wasn't into it when I was a kid. But yeah. I came back to it when yeah. I was in college, and Same here. now it's one of my favorites. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely awesome game. Once I finally went back and, and beat it, it's, and the ending is like it's dark. Yeah, little little somber. Like poor, I mean, the whole thing is, is kind of like. The whole thing is uh, it kind of hints that Link might be dead. Yeah, it's, which is very end. Like each of the temples is the stages of grief. Yeah, stuff like that. Spoilers if you haven't played Majora's Mask. Just put a witch cackle over that whole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would also go play Majora's Mask if you haven't, because it's yes. I mean, if you haven't played Ocarina of Time, then play that first. Yeah, and then Majora's Mask. Yeah. So good. What about current games? I guess we've talked a lot about yeah. games. Yeah, I wanted to get into this. Uh, man, some of the best soundtracks now, there are, of course, the AAA games. There are definitely some good soundtracks in there. But really, the things that have, have been killing it have been those indie titles the past yeah. few years. Like yeah. Fez and Fez. Dust Force and Meat Boy. The music and, yeah. Bastion, of course, and Transistor. I still need to play Bastion. I have it, but I haven't played it. <clears throat> but I'm It's told, so good. Yeah. I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. Yeah, what are some, some recent titles that you've uh, really enjoyed the soundtracks for? Um, like you said, Fez and Super Meat Boy, I really enjoyed the music for. Braid, um, which yeah. I know was not like written for the game. Um, he, he went out and licensed music. Um, which I read, I don't know if he actually said this, but I read somewhere that, that he said he didn't think a, a composer was capable of making the music he wanted, which is why he went out and licensed, which I think is kind of a... That's as, a dick thing to statement. But, and otherwise, you know, I, I, I love that game. That game is a beautiful, wonderful game. But, but that comment, if that was actually said, is kind of a dick thing to say. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, the Fez dev, right? Like, that guy made an amazing game, and the soundtrack is wonderful, and there's so many cool things about it. But he's also kind of a butt. Yeah. <clears throat> uh getting all up in arms about whatever and, just, and online. It's like, dude, just stay off the comments. Yeah. It's threatening never to work on Fez 2 because of it. <laughs> Castle Crashers had a great soundtrack. Yes. I loved... Man, everything that group has done. So oh, like man. Alien Hominid was great. Castle Crashers, their recent... Battle uh, Block Theater. Battle Block Theater. Yeah. That game was so fun. Uh, what was the, the two-player turn-based strategy game that they put out recently? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's new from them. Uh... Oh, it's going to kill me. I can't remember its name. Uh, we'll bring it up next time, but you should definitely check that one out. Okay. Yeah, I've been playing back through Breath of the Wild, which, um, you know, at first, I think a lot of people have mixed feelings with the music on that because it's uh, so different from the mm-hmm. classic Zelda games. I mean, I guess Koji Kondo is not... I don't, I don't think he scored it. Um, he's serving as music supervisor I guess for Nintendo now but I don't I don't know that he actually scores the games anymore um, but because his original Zelda themes are so iconic you know dun, dun, well, I, I don't we don't have the rights to actually yeah I guess home that stuff isn't, isn't like 15 seconds fair use yeah something? maybe so yeah. that sounds right but anyway um, but the more I play that game the more I do love what they've done with the music in it and kind of hidden little bits of some of the classic stuff throughout. Except, I guess the Zora's Domain theme is pretty much like... Very, yeah, it's, it's pretty very, much on par. Very much Zora's Domain from Ocarina of Time. But 
I mean, I love. Isn't the main theme of Breath of the Wild uh, Zelda's, uh, Zelda's lullaby backwards, or is it the Hylian theme? Backwards? Maybe it, it, that may be right. Uh, I don't actually know. Uh, I have to look that up again. Yeah, uh, but I think it was something like that. They always do very interesting things like that. Their games have always been very musically inspired. Yeah, um, that was one of the coolest things about. Um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and and I guess like Wind Waker to some extent, except you were less. You were the conductor. You were a conductor, <clears throat> which is is an interesting take on it. I think the worst iteration of those was Skyward Sword, though. Oh no. man! Like I, I, I'm a proponent of that game. I think there are a lot of good things about it, even amongst the unfortunate things. Yeah. But that harp, I could never quite oh, figure out what it was trying to get from me. Yeah, I need to. I need to go back and finish the harp, but. Honestly, like even Breath of the Wild, some of the when they focus a lot on the motion capture stuff, but or not motion capture, uh, motion game mechanic. Yeah, yeah. But but the technology is still not quite there. Like there's a there's a one of the puzzles in the, the shrines. Mm. Spoiler alert! One of the shrine. I guess a few. You have of the to sh- tilt the whole thing, right? Yeah, and like one of them, I don't mind so much the one where you're trying to get the the balls to move around where you need and pop them into place more or less, you know, I didn't have much of a difficult time with that, but for some reason, the golf one, it would not like, you're supposed to like pan the controller left and right and treat it like a golf club. Right. But it would not like, it was just completely tripping on me. And the, the golf club was just sporadically like jumping every, every which way would not I'm like I am just moving left to right and that is not what the club is doing. They did make it so that you didn't have to use the motion controls. So anytime I got to one of those where the motion controls were too frustrating, I would just turn them off. Oh and it would, really? You would let you use like normal controls for okay. it. I did not know that was a thing. Wish wish I had <laughs> before I finished that shrine. Because <laughs> I kinda wanted to claw my eyes out. But <laughs> Oh man. Now I've got some of the golden eye music stuck in my oh, head. Oh man, yeah. Uh which I think a few different because rare has always had like several of their audio team all work on their soundtrack. So I want to say that was like Kirk Hope and Robin Beanland. Maybe I think a few people worked on that soundtrack, but it sounds about right. Some great, great music. Yeah. They really set the tones really well. And so I know we haven't mentioned much of like recent AAA games and stuff like that. You know, the action games and all that. And I feel like they've kind of, similar to movies, they've become kind of samey. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, if you listen to the Marvel themes and all that over the years, yeah. and, and just listen to how they've changed, like, they, they've all kind of melded together into this yeah. uh, this new thing, which definitely gets gets you excited in the moment, right? Yeah. Like, in, in the moment, homogenous. you definitely can, can get into them. Um, but you but can't walk away to, whistling it afterwards. Right. It's like, like me, I can think of one song from the Marvel movies that I could that I could hum, right? That banana, 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 banana. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> but that's about it. I can't think yeah. of any other Marvel themes that really stick with me. And same with a lot of action movies. Like, yeah, they've like very much. John Wick moved though. away. I still haven't watched either one. Oh my! It I had know. such a good soundtrack. Okay, that I, movie. Uh, when I first watched it, my nobody's told, told me, me that. Everyone's told me great action. Nobody's even mentioned the soundtrack. So. The, the soundtrack's what sold it for me because I was like, oh, this guy defending his dog or whatever. You know, I'm fine. I'll watch it. My friend got me to watch it, and they made the soundtrack alone 
made just a guy walking across the street the most bad quack. thing ever. Uh, bad quack thing ever. Bad, bad <laughs> cackle. Yeah, quackle. Well, let's combine it. Can you get like a duck cackling? <laughs> That's, oh did, didn't 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 miss a beat. That's perfect. That's if if we could. That was isolated, right? But like that. I think so. A little let's bit. Let's do that with nothing on either side, so that could be cut out and just used as our go-to sound effect. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, like you hear. There, there's one uh, Marilyn Manson song they use in that that I can like perfectly hear in my head right now, and it's okay. just John Wick walking across the street, and the soundtrack is playing, and I'm like, oh my god, this man is going to wreck everything, and it it sets That's cool. it sets it. But yeah, we've kind of gotten away from in a lot of the action movies, well, in a lot of movies in general, <laughs> we've gotten away from uh, like uh, the catchy like memorable melody that you can go back to and you know walk away from the theater still whistling like you, you know, the go-to that i think a lot of people think of is jurassic park there are so many recognizable oh, yeah, yeah. themes in that um that you can walk away humming bum 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 right or like or the the harry potter music yeah all of but, that like that's very iconic lord williams, of the rings too williams is so good at and that's what Rare was so good at. Yeah. Each of their games had its own unique soundtrack that you could separately hum in your head and it conjures all that stuff right, right back up. Right, right. Man, those, those GoldenEye soundtracks, the Banjo-Kazooie soundtracks, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Now we've kind of moved to this just like fast ostinato, like, like everything's just like bouncy strings and... Like, I can't, uh, I've never asked anybody this, but could you hum any music from the Uncharted games? Um, I've, I've, I'm sad to admit this, but I've played, like, maybe a quarter of Uncharted 3. Oh, that's fine. But still, and, and like, that's it. I can't, and I've played all of them recently. In fact, in the past year, I replayed all four of the games and Lost Legacy, and I still can't pinpoint yeah. any music from it. Last of Us, on the other hand... They're, they've got their iconic uh, theme song. But apart from that... Tell you what I can funny. sing. The theme song to Snake Eater. Oh, yeah. That's actually my ringtone. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. That is beautiful. Oh, man. It's what unfortunate, a... though, because I can't hear it all the time. It's in my pocket, and all of a sudden I hear... <laughs> what a thrill. <laughs> That's like <laughs> creepy quack... Uh, <laughs> Climb up the. There's that part of the game where you're like climbing up. I don't remember what. The ladder. Yeah, yeah it's like ladder. a five minute ladder climb. Oh my god! And, and halfway through, they just feed it. Just like, what a thrill! You're like, am I going insane? I think I hear pop music, or like a show tune or something, and mm-hmm. like sure enough, like this like Bond esque theme song starts blasting, and it's beautiful. That's it's, why the metal. That's one of the things that sold me on the Metal Gear series. Like, yeah. I love their wacky storylines yeah. and all that, and. and even if, you know, 4 is mostly cutscene, it's still so over the top and oh, like man. a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's like the perfect, and I feel like the Japanese can do it better than just about anyone, is combine the absolutely absurd with cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I don't know so how they bizarre. do it, it's, it's great. <clears throat> I mean, because, I mean, Solid Snake is just a cool dude, right? But, but he's also a ridiculous goofball. I don't know. I love him. The mullet and the, <laughs> and the mustache. And, yeah. In four. It's so good. Uh, the old man fight. 
Yeah. With its iconic music playing. Oh, man, just, yeah. It went through all of the classic Metal Gear themes. Oh. The further into the fight you got. So many good moments in that game. God, just the, the crawling through the spoilers. If you haven't played 4, I guess. Is it a 10-year-old game at this point? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah deal was, with the spoilers. Yeah. But crawling through the microwave tunnel? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. As you're, like, <laughs> being radiated to death. <clears throat> so many good moments. Having to... Then you, I guess, collapse, and you're having to just mash the button as fast as you can to like, keep <laughs> crawling. It's like his body's just falling apart. God, the perseverance. Yeah, and you really feel it. Yeah, I think these these indie titles are really kind of pushing the envelope with the music. Yeah, uh, Undertale was another great one. I still need to play that one. I... Don't look up anything online. Okay. Um, I won't play it myself because I've watched a Let's Play all the way through of it, and I kind of know all the moments that make it great. But you love Earthbound, right? Oh yeah! Again, one of my favorite. favorite then you will you will absolutely fall in love with Undertale. Then okay, it's right up your alley. Um, Earthbound is another great. Yeah, great soundtrack. Earthbound soundtrack is so cool. But on uh, Undertale, I think the main developer on that was actually a composer. And, okay. Or is a composer, and he or she—I'm not sure—made uh, the game to present their music. Okay, really cool. And uh, that's what I heard. I could be incorrect there. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Callers, we. Yeah, yeah. Call in. Uh, leave a leave a voicemail. <laughs> we won't answer it because we don't have a voicemail machine. Uh, but good luck with that. <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, throw terrible Halloween laughs in yeah. weird places. <laughs> I still think the duck was <laughs> was the best. It's, uh, I wish I could do the the like real Donald Duck. I can't oh, get yeah, like varying tones. Yeah, yeah I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a video to show you after this. But. That's a beautiful thing. All right, I think we're we're getting a little bit rambly here, so we, yeah. we should uh, call it. But uh, but please like, comment, subscribe. You know, hit smash that like button, fam. And uh, you know, rate rate our terrible. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween laughs. Yeah, please. Uh, voice sample that. I don't know. Um, you know, provide a master class or something. Get, we need to help us get better. Yeah. Also, uh, wherever you're listening to this, add a comment for your favorite game soundtrack and or your Halloween costume this year. Yeah. We'd love to see uh, hear all that. No birthday suits. I mean, that's all right. Yeah. I have a, a friend who would always go as the knight for Halloween in college. Like... Just N I G H C the night. Yeah. Okay. He's just the night. He's a very, very large black man. He was just super lazy with his costumes, but it, it killed every time. He uh, he dominated Halloween parties with that. <laughs> One of my favorite friends. Oh man. Uh, all right. Thank all right. you, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Y'all have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time.